Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's take this 2024 confession together. Two, three, go. 2024 is my year of God-class exploits and the year of the fourth man. I am God's offspring, and in him I live and move and have my being. I am no ordinary or natural person. I am a supernatural, extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. I have the seed of God in me. I produce after God's kind and I overcome the world. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. I am the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I represent Jesus. I speak for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I reign with Jesus. The fourth man will be with me in the fire. What happens to ordinary people may happen to me, but I will have supernatural outcomes. The fourth man has made me a god to the natural elements of this world. Situations ordinary people cannot survive will become my stepping stones to glory testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The king's shout is within me. And the lion's roar is rolling out of me. I raise the roof with my praise. I cry out and shout for joy. The greatest one lives here. I am feeding and reigning at a higher level. I have spiritual jurisdiction here. I take authority over this. Peace be still in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. This is my year of covenant release. I am under cover. No satanic plan against me, no divination against my household will ever prevail. In due season... And even now, the world will proclaim what wonders God has done for them. I am shielded and protected from every misfortune. I am under cover. The evil viper released into the world in these last days will not touch me. I am under cover. I am inoculated and vaccinated with a booster shot of the covenant. I am under cover. I am prospered, protected, and preserved in the ark. I am under cover. I shake the viper into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I am under cover in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2024 is my year of uncommon provision. I am blessed in all things. Jehovah Jireh will see to it. I am finding favor in unexpected places. And I see the ram caught in a thicket. The barrel of meal shall not waste. And the cruise of oil shall not fail. Until the Lord sends rain upon the earth. 
God is sending rain on my field, and there shall be showers of blessings. I am one with God, and I possess what God possesses. I have the spirit of adoption. He is my father, and I am a joint heir with Christ. I have real estate in heaven, and I have real estate on the earth. I lift my hand up to El Elyon, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. My God has made me rich. This will be a year of broken boundaries and unlimited reach. The boundaries are broken and the limits are off. See, God has given me the cities and the walls of Jericho are fallen. Hallelujah. Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things, everything is possible. Kayode Tadeshe, I prophesy over you today. Your dwellings are lovely and your homes are beautiful. You will spread out like rivers, like gardens by a river, like sweet-smelling aloes that the Lord himself planted, and like strong cedar trees by the waters. You will pour water out of your own bucket and have your own channels of rich blessing and plenty. Your offspring will dwell by many waters, and your life and legacy will be exalted and established." The God who brought you out of captivity has the strength of a wild bull and he will destroy your adversaries and crush their bones. You are like a lion who couches in rest after winning the victory and who dares disturb you. Blessed of the Lord is anyone who blesses you and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 2024 is my year of God-class exploit. And this is the year of the fourth man. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Please go ahead and be seated. Thank you so much again, everyone, for joining us. Those that are here in person, thank you for those that are joining us online. Born of God, I know who I am is what we have been feeding on for the last few weeks. Hallelujah. And uh, we are feeding at a higher level. Like uh, I had us do last week, if you look at that, our 2024 confession, just look at that first paragraph, the first two paragraphs alone, they are loaded with I am and I have um, prophetic declarations. Who you are in Christ what you have in God. Look at those first two paragraphs. He says, I am God's offspring, and in him I live and move and have my being. I am no ordinary or natural person. I am a supernatural, extraordinary being, born of the seed of God himself. I have the seed of God in me. I produce after God's kind, and I overcome the world. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. I am the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I represent Jesus. I speak for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I reign with Jesus. Those are I am's. 
and I have, amen, in Christ. Glory to God. Knowing who Christ is in you and knowing who you are in Christ will make you a champion that can never be defeated on this earth. And it will make you a sharer in the glory of God in this world and throughout all eternity. I'll do a real quick uh, revision and I want to focus on um, uh, day three of our Dominion Exploits devotional in this service. I hope I can get through all of it today. Please put up for me in the message translation, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. Uh, Just put that up in the uh, message translation, please. Look at this. God wanted everyone not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. The mystery, in a nutshell, is just this. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing In God's glory. It is that simple. That is the substance of our message. This is it. This is the substance of our message. God wanted everyone, not just Jews. Not just Jews. I like some of these scriptures that help us see how God sees us in the New Testament. He shows very clearly how God sees us in this new covenant. But he also draws like a parallel, a connection. Because when we read the Old Testament, we can see how God related with the people of covenant in the Old Testament. We see how God related with the Jews, beginning with Abraham. Hallelujah. We know the very first covenant that God made was with Noah. Right, The very first covenant that God made was with Noah. You all remember this after the flood, right? But that's where everything began. That, that covenant that God made with Noah was a covenant for the time, but it was, not, it was not the complete covenant that God wanted to make with his covenant people. So he waited until Abraham came forth. And when you read in the Bible, you see there are certain things that God actually made Abraham go through in order to create a prototype, a blueprint for what God will do eventually through Jesus. What happened at Moriah when that mountain, when God asked Abraham to take his son there and go and sacrifice, God was thinking several thousand years ahead. God wanted to have access to the earth to be able to create total and complete redemption for man. So he he needed access on the earth. He needed a covenant partner that will do that first. So that gives God permission to do it when that time came. And God found a man. Abraham was his name. And God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son, and go and sacrifice him to me on this mountain. And, And praise God, Abraham, hallelujah. Oh, that is our example. I said that is our example. Abraham was a man of covenant. Hallelujah. How many people do you know who God would have said, I want you to do this, 
who would immediately say yes. And it is one of the most difficult things. Actually, it's probably the most difficult thing any human being can be asked to do. Hallelujah. He said, I want you to go sacrifice your only son. Your only son. Your only son. God found a perfect covenant partner in Abraham. And eventually, the Bible calls Jesus the seed. He calls him the seed of the woman, but then he calls him the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Jesus became the perfect, the perfect conciliation of God's covenant with man. And so, you see a lot of scriptures in the New Testament where the Lord draws a line, trying to help us see how God relates with his covenant people in the Old Testament, but showing us how in the New Testament we actually have a better covenant with God because of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, 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 and one of those scriptures we read, I think it was in, during our Wednesday service, the, the, uh, the, the teaching on covenant, where it talks about, who remembers this scripture in Romans chapter 2? Verses 18 and 19, right? Put, put that up for me real quickly. Romans chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Uh, I think we read that scripture. It must have been from there. Was that the New Living Translation? I think it was the NLT. Put, put that up for me, please, there. In, in Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, I think, in the New Living Translation. Put that up. And let's look at, let's look at this is one of those, this is one of those comparison scriptures, what God did with the Jews what God does with his covenant people today. You don't have it? Romans chapter 2. Is that the right scripture? I think it is the right one. Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is it? Is it the NLT? NLT? Thank you. Romans chapter 2, verses 28. Yeah, that's it. Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29 in the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love these comparison scriptures and I love it because God uses, God uses these scriptures in the New Testament to open our eyes, to show us, to show us. <laughs> Hallelujah. To show us, to, to expand his revelation, the revelation of his word in our spirit. Look at it. For you are not a Jew. This is Romans chapter 2 verse 28 in the New Living Translation. For you are not a true Jew because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. Circumcision was the mark of the covenant that God gave to Abraham in the Old Testament. That was circumcision. Everyone who was a part of that Old Testament covenant had to be circumcised. It was very painful, but they had to do it. In fact, at a point in time, just before they, got in, they went into Jericho, all the old men, all the people who were initially circumcised at the beginning, they had all died out in the wilderness. And now their children were here, but most of their children had not been circumcised. And God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 5, I want you to circumcise everybody again. And, and it took a while for them to heal in the camp. Circumcision was so significant because it's like today when we say we have the mark of Christ on us, when you say I have the mark of Christ on me, back then the mark of Christ was circumcision. Hallelujah. However, the Lord makes a distinction here. I want you to see this because there is something that happened through Christ. You see it in some of the scriptures we read again today. There's something that happened to, through Christ when we became born again. 
We were born not of corruptible seed. Hallelujah. We were born, and in fact, one scripture says, it's not like when you were born naturally through your parents. Through, through the death, the sacrifice of Christ, and through his resurrection, uh, 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 God, oh, help me, Holy Spirit. God, God, mm, God created a pathway. God created a spiritual womb. God created a spiritual, the cross of Calvary. The cross of Calvary was a spiritual womb that God created for a new creation of his people to be born. The cross of Calvary. That's why the blood of Jesus was shed at the cross of Calvary. Everything happened at the cross of Calvary. If Jesus did not go to the cross of Calvary, if he had not been crucified on the cross, you and I could not be children of God today. Everything happened. And as difficult as it was, you remember at the point Jesus said, if, if, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. But he also recognized there was no way around God's agenda without him doing this at the cross of Calvary. So he said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Through the cross, as his precious blood was shed. Oh, hallelujah. Divine water broke. Divine water broke. As the angels surrounded him on that cross, divine water broke. And the seed of God that had been implanted came forth. The seed of God came forth. And from that seed came so many seeds. So many seeds. Hallelujah. That's why in the New Testament you hear the Bible say, For you were not redeemed by corruptible things, such as flesh and blood, but with the precious blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus had to be shed for redemption to happen. The blood of Jesus had to be shed for redemption to happen. For heathen people, for ungodly people, for Gentile people to become associated with the almighty God, the God of covenant, the God of covenant, blood had to be shed. And that blood had to be pure blood. Hey, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why in 1 Peter chapter 2, keep, hold, hold that place there right there in Romans chapter 2. I'm going to come right back there. That's why he said in 1 Peter chapter 2, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 1 from, from verse 18, uh, verse 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers. Verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. With the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
in verse 23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever. All right, I know you have a few of these translations. You don't, you probably, you don't, I don't think we have the easy to read and I don't think we have the living Bible. But I want you to look at verse 23. I'm going to read them out to you. First, you have the Amplified. So put up 1 Peter 1.23. First in the Amplified. Hallelujah. Is that, sorry, is that, well, yeah, that's 1 Peter 1.23 in the Amplified first. Let's read it in Amplified, and then I'm going to read it from the easy-to-read version, as well as, as, well as the, um, the Living Bible version. Look at the Amplified, what it says. Look at it. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin, a mortal seed, or a mortal sperm, but you have been regenerated from an origin that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God. It's important that I pause and explain one or two things here. Every human being that is on this earth today, we came into existence by a mortal origin. A father and a mother got together and produced a seed. And that seed is mortal. It's called mortal because it will die. It's called mortal because it is corruptible. That means it is, it is vulnerable and it is susceptible to all the elements of the world. It's called, that's why it's called mortal. It's called mortal because it is so imperfect. But you see, in a lot of these New Testament, Testament scriptures, the Lord shows us, he uses, the, he uses the natural that we understand to explain the spiritual that we don't fully understand yet. So, he's, he's telling us, every one of us, was we, we came into this world by natural origin. Mortal seed. Therefore, we are mortal. We are corruptible. We are subject to the elements and to the failings and to the weaknesses of this world. But he wants you to know that when you became born again, you were born again not by a mortal seed. You did not come into this new life in Christ by a mortal seed, by a weak seed, corruptible seed. No. You came into this new life in Christ by a man and a woman didn't come together. God gave up his seed to produce you. God gave up his seed to produce you. And when when a dog gives up his seed, he produces a dog. When a cat gives up his seed, he produces a cat. If a lion gives up his seed, he produces a lion. Everything produces after his own kind. And so, so the Lord wants us to see that 
we are born again, not through mortal, not from a mortal origin, but, but, oh, Lord, help me. You became born again by the incorruptible seed, the incorruptible seed of God, Jesus Christ, and now you are like Christ. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. And now you are like Christ. You are Christian. You are like Christ. Because you were born of the seed of Christ. Is the seed of Christ that produced you. You are no longer an ordinary person. You are no longer an ordinary being. You are an extraordinary being. Now, now in that same scripture right there, in, um, in 1 Peter 2.23, you have been generated, born again, not from immortal origin seed sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever-living and everlasting word of God. Ever-living and everlasting word of God. And the next verse after this, he wants you to understand why it is different from your natural origin. He wants you to understand this. It is totally different. Your nature, you have a different nature. You have a different nature. The womb of the cross of Calvary is, is that's, the, that's, that's the channel through which this became released to the earth. But when you became released into the world through Jesus, you became like Christ. So in verse 24, he says, look this, look at this. All flesh, all mankind is like grass. Those that are born of mortal origin. Those that are born because a man and a woman came together with mortal seed and produced a child, they are like grass. And all their glory, no matter how great they become, no matter how glorious they become. Oh, it's so, so deeply saddened me. Um, it was in the news. Some of you may have seen that. Uh, I think some, sometime last weekend it was. Actually, I don't know. So for some reason, I saw that almost as soon as it happened. Oh, I don't know <laughs> how, I, how that happened. Um, but, you know, one of the very, very progressive uh, um, Young men, he's not young, he's like in, a few, in his 50s, just really much, really like our age. But a very progressive, uh, very, very uh, enterprising young man um, and his family, his wife, their son, and a couple, some of you may have seen this piece of news, were headed to the Super Bowl last, uh, last Saturday night. And... Uh, they, they chartered a they chartered, uh, helicopter, and uh, of course, the weather was really bad. And all of them died. All of them. All of them died. This young man, oh my gosh, what a promising young man. I mean, I call him young, he's in, like in his late 50s, so don't get me wrong. And, but, but, I mean, I think, leads one, maybe the second largest bank in Nigeria. And, and um, launched a university. I actually saw a little video clip 
where they had built this, they are supposed to launch this university, they are supposed to dedicate it or launch it or commission it later on this year. Later on this year. And I uh, saw so a short video clip where he was launched, he was preparing as they built all the facilities and he was talking to the local people in River State, telling them, this is your university, telling them in, in the native uh, uh, dialect of the people, in pidgin language, this, now, now, now go build this university. Now, now go keep them. Now, now, and he was promising them what was going to happen through this great university. This university will be the best, not just in Nigeria, but in all of Africa. He was saying that to them. He was saying that just a few months ago. Suddenly, he's gone. He's gone. The glory of man at his best. At his best. This is uh this weekend is um this is uh this is NBA uh all-star weekend. It was just I think it was just a couple of years. Was it four years? A similar incident, almost similar, almost about the same. It was, it was on a Sunday morning. We all woke up to this news. Sunday morning. Kobe Bryant and his daughter, almost in a similar um, way, helicopter, chartered, bad weather, crash, Sunday morning, gone. There's a statue in front of uh, uh, a crypto arena, maybe two, uh, immortalizing the memory of Kobe Bryant today. But Kobe Bryant is not immortal. He's gone. His memory lives on in the minds of those that are left. But he's of mortal origin. So unless he had accepted Christ, unless he had been born again, which I don't know, and I'm sure you don't know, he and God knows, this gentleman from Nigeria, uh, 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 we <laughs> where, where he's mortal. Maybe he was born again, I don't know. He knows and God knows. But I'm trying to show you something here. The glory of man is like the flower and the grass. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. My friends, what God has given us in Christ is the greatest thing that exists anywhere. This is immortal. Immortal. Even when you leave this world, you don't die. You continue to live. Hallelujah. Because you were born not by mortal seed, but by the immortal seed, incorruptible seed of the word of God. Oh, my friends, my friends. Oh, my friends. My friends. It's one of the greatest realizations you can have as a child of God. Hallelujah. You have been regenerated. He says this, all flesh is like grass, all is glory, honor, like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower drops off. Look at verse 25. 
Look at verse 25. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But the word of the Lord, the divine instruction, the gospel, the seed that produced you, endures forever. And this word is the good news which has been preached to you. This word is the word, is the power that sustains your life. This word is the power, is the glory that upholds your life. I want you to look right here. You don't have that um, version, but I'm going to read it right here. Go back to verse 23, 1 Peter 1, 23. I'm going to read, I'm going to do a quick uh, switch, switching of my gears right here and go back, go right here to this devotional because I think I'm running out of time. I want to read a few things from this devotional here today. Um, I want you to look right there. You don't have this, but let me read first from the easy-to-read version. The easy-to-read version, um, um, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23. Listen to this. He says, listen to this. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You have been born again. This new life did not come from something that dies. It came from something that cannot die. You were born again through God's life-giving message that lasts forever. Um, you don't have the living Bible. Listen to this. This is the living Bible. For you have a new life. It was not passed on to you from your parents. For the life they gave you will fade away. The life your parents gave you will fade away. You have a new life. It was not passed on to you from your parents. For the life your parents gave you will fade away. But this new life will last forever. For it comes from Christ, God's ever-living message. It comes from Christ, God's ever-living message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take me right back, right there to Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 2, and verses 28 and 29. Give that to me, please, in the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. I want you to see, the Lord is showing us, you see, the reason he says, he compares it to the life of, the life that came out of our parents, natural parents. That life will die. When a man and a woman come together with mortal seed and they produce a child, that seed is mortal and that child is mortal. When God released his seed through Jesus and that seed produced newborn creation on the earth, that seed is, mort is immortal. Amen. You are that seed. Amen. You are immortal. Amen. You are incorruptible. And so God gives us these analogies so that we can better understand spiritual things. Born of God, I know who I am. Born of God. That's the title of what we're studying. Born of God, 
I know who I am. You may have physical features, characteristics of your parents who gave birth to you. We learned something about personality and emotions and all of that. A lot of that comes from our natural DNA. Right? But there is something that overrides that that comes from a spiritual DNA of God. Your natural personality is not supposed to rule over your spiritual personality. Who you are in Christ is supposed to be the paramount person about you. You can't do stuff now as a Christian and say, oh, that's because that's how my father used to do it. (laughs) You, You are no longer, you are no longer subject to that corruptible origin. There are people who are even still hamstrung by family yokes, generational curses. They say, well, you know, this happens because of the family I came from. That You are no longer subject to that. In Christ, you have a new DNA. I don't know how many people, I, you know, there are not too many people that they, we, we see like that. I'm sure it exists. People just are not, you know, people are more, the society is more, quote-unquote, civilized and distinguished. And people just don't really pay that much attention to some of those fundamental things. But I can't tell you how many people in my lifetime, way back in uh, ministry in Africa, I ministered to who were under generational curses. And they would tell you things that happened in their great-grandfather's life, happened in their father's life, happened in their uncle's life, and it's about to happen to them. And they will tell you, that you will see it. And you will see, actually, some of them, before they got to the point where they were willing to receive the power of God in their life, they actually fell victim to the same things. And when they trace it down, they say, this is exactly what happened to my mother. This is what happened to my great-grandmother. So it is no surprise it is happening to me. Yeah, it is no surprise. We have just read from the word of God. There's a mortal origin. There's a mortal origin that every human being came from. But when you become a child of God, that mortal origin loses its control over you. Hallelujah. You you are no longer subject that's why Jesus shed his blood. Yes. There's, there's, there's that thing that used to be in your natural bloodline. Jesus shed his blood so that through a spiritual transfusion, that natural blood can be taken out of you and supernatural blood of Jesus can be put into you. Amen. You are like Christ. You are now like Christ. You are no longer subject To the weaknesses and the corruption of the world. You are now like Christ. You are now like Christ. Hallelujah. How many stories have I read? Have I I been told directly? Somebody one time told me, you know, this is exactly what happened to my father. He got to his prime. He got to his prime. And suddenly everything in his life started to go down. Suddenly, everything, he lost everything. He died a pauper. He died a nobody, a non-entity. But he was a very, very, he was a very successful man. 
for a season. Everybody knew about him. Everybody talked about him. And they say, my older brother is experiencing exactly the same thing now. He was very successful. And then he got to his prime. And then suddenly he started to go down. He started to go down. And now he's on a bed of sickness. We don't know if he will survive it. You, there's no mystery to it. There's no mystery to it. Is everybody came from a mortal origin. That bloodline, there are things that flow in that bloodline. Even in the hospital, in medical science now, you know, of course you all know, if you, if you do annual physical, you do any of this, they ask you, is there any history? <laughs> you say like, ah, doctor, I came for myself, but you're asking me, I'm saying, what happened to your father? What about your mother? <laughs> Did anybody die of hypertension in your house? What about mental issues? Do people have mental I say, doctor, it's me. I came for myself. Just talk to me. Just let's talk about me. Leave my father alone. He's already in the grave. No, doctor say, I need to know what happened to your father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know why? Because there's something, even medical science recognizes it. There's something that is carried in the bloodline. Oh. But. There is power in the blood of Jesus. 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 Oh, that's why there's total freedom in Christ. You can be free of anything. You can be free, completely free of anything. There is deliverance in Christ. There is salvation in Christ. Your life, that's why the Bible says, you are no longer the same person that you used to be. You are new. What is that scripture in 1 Corinthians? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. He, whosoever is in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are become new. Hallelujah. Right? You are new because of Christ. You have a new, there's, there's a new sheriff in your life. There's new blood in your veins. There's new power. There's new glory on your life. You can keep telling me the reason I continue to fail and struggle is because of my family history. Then you don't know who you are. That's why we're ministering this message. We're teaching this message. Born of God, I know who I am. Born of God. I'm a different species. Hallelujah, I'm a different species. Let's read. Um, hallelujah, I know my time is going here. Let's read from this devotional right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Read from this devotional to close out today. Day three, you are gods. Day three, you are gods. Isaiah 8.18 is the only scripture I'm going to read here. Isaiah 8.18. Oh, did I have you back in Romans 2.28? Thank you. Stay there for one minute, just for one minute. Let's quickly read that. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because... You have gone through the ceremony 
of circumcision. The Bible is telling us who is a true Jew today. Remember, the Jews from the old covenant were those who had the mark of circumcision. But who are God's Jews today? We still have Jews. We still have, you know that. We know the, 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 the nation of Israel, the, the Hebrew people, those are still God's covenant people. But there is a greater covenant through Christ. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. Go to verse 29, please. No, 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 no. A true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God and not from people. A true Jew. A true Jew. Circumcision is of the heart. The covenant begins from the heart. That's why you see everything God wants to do in your life begins from your heart. Everything. It doesn't begin from the outside. If you can succeed in your heart, you can succeed outside. You can succeed anywhere. Your heart is the core of your being. So when God comes and says, let's have you circumcised, he's not interested in circumcising your flesh. He's interested in circumcising your heart. Who you are in your heart is who you really are in this life. Let's go to this uh, devotional real quickly. My time is almost up today. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. Put that up for me, please, just in the regular King James, and then I'm going to read this. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18 in the King James. Behold, thank you. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for what? For signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. This is a prophetic scripture about the Lord Jesus Christ. You see it repeated in the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given. I won't go there because of time. But I want you to notice, we are the children that the Lord gave to Christ. How did we become the children of God? Through the blood of Jesus being shed and through the incorruptible seed. I and the children that God has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel. So you are not anymore subject to the mortal origin through which you were born. You were no longer subject to the corruption of the world that surrounded your birth and my birth. We are the children of God through Christ Jesus and we are made for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts. Let's listen to this devotion. I have a, a couple of things. I'm going to try to wrap, wrap this up right here. It says, in the beginning, God made Adam and Eve to be like him. The Bible states that God created man in his own image. 
in the image of God created he him. If I'm going to use you a little bit here, you're going to go through a few scriptures for me, okay, real quick. So get yourself ready. The Bible states that God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Put up for me, please, Genesis 1 from verse 26. Let's read from verse 26 to 28. Hallelujah. Put it up first in the King James, and then I might have you put it up in the Amplified as well. Genesis 1, thank you. Genesis 1, 26. Look at this. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Uh, that's verse, so verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, thank you. And God blessed them. Watch this. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful. And multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. I want you to look at this real, real closely. God blessed them. You are blessed because you are the seed of God. This is what God produced out of himself before the earth became corrupted. That mortal seed became mortal. Because of the failure of man, of Adam. But before that failure happened, this is what God produced. And Jesus restored this through his death on the cross. God blessed them. Somebody say, I'm blessed. There is no controversy about this. Say, I am blessed. Say, no controversy about this. I am blessed. God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. All of that is involved and all of that carries the notion of be prosperous on the earth. Be prosperous, be productive, be successful on the earth. And subdue it. That is, you should not be subdued by the earth. You should subdue the earth. You should not be subdued by the earth. You should subdue the earth. See, this is medicine for so many people suffering afflictions of the enemy in their lives today. You should not be subdued by the earth. You should subdue the earth. You should not be subdued by the earth. You should subdue the earth. And have dominion. You have dominion. You have dominion. You have dominion. You have authority. Why? Because you have the seed of God in you. You have dominion over the fish of the sea. You have dominion over the fowl of the air. You have dominion over every living. Look at, look at the three categories of, of, of creatures here. Look at the three categories of creatures here. You have dominion. Over the fish of the sea. So you have dominion over the sea. You have dominion over the fowl of the air. 
That's the air. That means you have dominion over the air. And then you have dominion over everything that moves on the earth. That means you have dominion over this earth. Those are the three realms of existence. Those are the three realms of biological existence. Those same three realms are the same three realms where Satan operates. The Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. Those three realms. The fall of the air, Satan seeks to rule and control and dominate the air. The sea, Satan seeks to rule and to dominate the sea. The natural earth, Satan seeks to rule and to dominate the natural earth. The Lord said, I've given you dominion over all three realms. You have dominion over all three realms. So in this world, there is no realm that is superior to you. There is no realm. Now, Satan operates in all these realms. He tries to control what's in the sea. He tries to control what's creeping on the earth. He tries to control what's in the air. But God already said, Oh, Oh, Lord, I pray God, open their eyes. Open their eyes. God already said, you have dominion. You have dominion. Where is your example? Look at Jesus. He took dominion over the sea. When things were going on in the sea that should not be going on, Jesus got up and said, peace be still. Jesus had dominion over the earth. When there were things happening in the lives of men, that should not be happening. There was even a situation where a, a mother and all, a, a young woman had lost her son. They were carrying that man up. They were carrying him up to the funeral. And Jesus met them. The Bible said he touched them and said, come on, get up. He had dominion over everything going on on the earth. He said to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. He had dominion over everything going on on the earth. He had dominion in the hair. He had dominion in the air. He said, behold, I saw when they came back from, the disciples came back from their ministry. And they said, oh, oh, the, the devils are subject to us. And they said, don't worry. Don't, don't, that's not what should make you that excited. What should make you excited is your name is written in the, in, the, in the Lamb's book of life. Then he said, he said, behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. He had dominion over the, the air. He had dominion over every realm. Born of God, I know who I am. No matter where, what realm, no matter what realm, the attack is coming from. You know, there are some places where the water has been poisoned. There are some places where the water has been poisoned. And, and they say, I know this is a little deep, but it is true. I'm telling you now, listen to this. They say the people that have drank out of that water, because the water has been spiritually poisoned, the people who are drunk out of that water will never be productive in their lives. That's just a realm of being. You have dominion. That's why Jesus said, you, if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. There's dominion there. There's dominion there. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, you will, let, you will take up serpents. And what would happen? You will not be hurt. Why? There's dominion there. There's dominion there. That's why he said you will bind devils. And what will happen? They will be bound. 
there is dominion there. There is dominion across the realms, my friends. Listen to me. There is dominion across the realms. There is dominion across the realms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put that up for me. Got to close. Put that up for me. Put that up for me in the amplifier. Let's close. Let me read this out and close. Put that up for me. Put, put, um, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Born of God, I know who I am. Born of God, I know who I am. We are gods on this earth. We are gods on this earth. God said, this is the Amplified, Genesis 128. God said, let us. Who is the us? <laughs> Who is the us he's talking about? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us. Let us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image. Jesus restored man to his original state. Jesus restored man to his original state. That's why he's called the last Adam. Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, through Jesus' coming to the earth, Man was restored to his original state. And when Jesus left the earth, he said, I will send you another comforter just like me. So that you will not only be restored to the, your, your original state only while I am here on the earth. Even after I leave, the Holy Spirit will be here. Look at this. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit... Make man, mankind, in our image. Jesus has restored us to our original state. The Holy Spirit is with us to keep us in our original state. After our likeness, let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, over the beasts, and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Science teaches us the resemblance to another individual is only possible if both people share a similar DNA. This is why a dog begets a dog, a cat begets a cat, and a mouse begets a mouse. It is therefore not presumptuous to say that the God of the universe only begets gods, where his offsprings. Acts 17, 20, we're not going to read, I'm out of time now. Where his offsprings. That word offspring in the Greek, is the word genos. Is the word genos. The word offspring. When Paul said where is offspring, in Acts chapter 17 verse 28, the word offspring is from the Greek word genos. Does anybody know any English word that came out of genos? Gene. Gene. We carry God's gene. We have God's genos. When you read that we are his offspring, we carry God's gene. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man after our own image. You are born of God. 
You are born of God. This is why we are called the sons of God. When Adam sinned, we lost this glorious connection to the Most High God. And we became subject to the corruption of the God of this world, Satan. However, when we became born again and committed our lives to Christ as our Lord and Savior at the new birth, God restored this connection and restored our lost genus, our lost DNA, back to what it was originally, similar to his. You and I are gods on this earth, hallelujah. We are no longer under the bondage of Satan. Christ has set us free and empowered us by the Holy Spirit to do the same works that he did while on earth. To do the same works. This is how this devotional closes. He says, let that mind be in you. That's why we are studying this, my brothers and sisters. Let that mind be in you. Keep it in your mind. I am born of God. I know who I am. Hallelujah. I carry the genos of God. See yourself as God sees you. Walk differently. Talk differently. Act differently. Be everything that you already are in Christ. Be a God on this earth. Be a God on this earth. Would you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Born of God, I know who I am. 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 Who are you? I'm born of God. Born of God, I know who I am. These are some of your I am's from the New Testament and the Old Testament. I am born of God and I carry his divine seed. I am a new creation. I am redeemed from the curse. I am a God on the earth. I am royalty. I am righteous. I am sufficient and enough in Christ. I am blessed in all things. I am highly and unusually favored. I am holy. I am accepted in the beloved. I am rich and prosperous. I am the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I am a joint heir with Christ. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am a peculiar people. I am the apple of God's eyes. I am a priest and a king unto God. I am a winner. I am an overcomer. I am the seed of Abraham. I am the head and not the tail. I am a loved child of a loved God. I am God's covenant partner. I am the blessed and the healed of the Lord. Go ahead and thank God because you are born of God. You are born of God. You are born of the seed of God himself. You are born of the seed of God himself. Go ahead. You know who you are. You know who you are. Go ahead and thank him for it.
You know who you are. You know who you are. You are a new creator in Christ Jesus. You know who you are. You are a child of the living God. You are a child of the living God. You know who you are in Christ. You are born of God. You are born of God. Thank you, Lord. 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 I just want you to know you are different. You are not like everyone around you. When there's a crisis around you and everyone is running helter-skelter, you may forget sometimes. But I want you to tap yourself quickly. Remind yourself of who you are. Remind yourself, I am born of God. There's no evil around here that can touch me. I have dominion over all the realms. Nothing happening in the sky can hurt me. Nothing happening in the waters can hurt me. Nothing happening upon this earth can hurt me. I have dominion. I have dominion. I subdue the earth. I'm a child of the almighty God. Beloved, listen to me. I challenge those who followed us or who received our word on Wednesday and during the week I send it again to all our ministers. This is the crux of it. Your covenant with God is what holds you in place in your new reality. God is committed to you as long as you are committed to him. Your covenant with God must take central place. That covenant was enacted by the blood of Jesus. You can't afford to play games. That family that I I brought up at the beginning of the service and we rejoiced over. That family could not afford to play games with their covenant. None of us can afford to be careless with our covenant. God must be forced every day. We live, we must live by the covenant every day. We don't just make decisions anyhow. We are not careless people. We don't consult our minds to make our decisions. We consult the Holy Spirit. 
We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things are added to us. God will be God in your life as long as you are in your place of covenant. I put him first. I follow him first. His word is first in my life. The word of God can't tell you to be one way and then you are blatantly in disobedience about that. And then you say, I am born of God. No, you gave up your birthright. The only way Satan has access to your life is that you give up your birthright. You are born of God. You are born of God. You are born of God. The Lord can't tell you to walk in a certain way. You walk in a different way in disobedience. And you say, I'm born of God. No, you gave up your birthright. The Lord can tell you to order your life according to his word. The Lord can tell you, order your family according to his word. Remember what he said about Abraham? I know him. He will command his children after me. He will command his... He said, he, God can tell you to order your family according to his word. And you choose to do otherwise. And then you say, I'm born of God. No, you gave up your birthright. God said about Abraham, his original covenant partner, I know him. For I know him. He will command his children to walk in the way of the Lord. You can't be living your life outside of God's order. And then you say, I'm born of God. When it comes time to serve God, you have every excuse in the world to not serve God. Oh, my children have games today. Oh, my. Who, 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 who committed to those games? Did, did somebody take your hand to sign a paper to commit to the game? Did you not do it yourself? I told you on Wednesday, our children are adults now. They are, they are blessed. They are blessed. They are truly blessed. They are truly blessed. But when they were young, I remember when they were young. When they were very young. Homework. Pastor Tinu can tell you. Homework. Homework, homework, piles of homework. Those were the days when we did midweek service in person. There was no excuse. They had to come to midweek service. Some of you, this, the, everything is online. You can't even have your children, you can't even have them follow the word online. It's home, they have homework. They have to do games. Then you get up and say, I'm born of God. No, you gave up your birthright. Those were days in which we used to drive back and forth. Sometimes we go to Akron for evening service. They, I, I still remember looking in my rear view mirror as we were driving back late at night. And they are holding something to get light to do their homework in the back seat of the car. We get back home. I still remember many times past midnight, past midnight, they are walking because they had to come to fellowship. Some of you, 
You have every excuse in the world. The children are too young. They are this. They are that. Because even you won't do it. You pick time to work. You sign up so you can get a little bit more cash. But you signed up for poverty. The time that you should give to the Lord, you are giving it somewhere else and you are not one of these emergency workers who don't have a choice. If you are an emergency worker, it's a different thing. If you are not an emergency worker, someone who has to because he's required. But you chose. You chose it. A time to sit around the world with your family. A time to get together and cut covenant around the world. You give it up. You will pay a price for it. You will pay a price for it. Some of you, not nobody here listening to me, maybe people online, because all of you, you all of you are, co- you are good covenant children of God. I know that. And if you are not, you are today. From today, you are in Jesus' name. Some of you play games in your families. The Lord tells you, this is how to raise your family. Let love be without hypocrisy. Love must be equal. You must not have gangs and, 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 and cliques. I love this one more than I love that one. You gang up with this to do with that other one. God told you don't do that. Because when you do that, you will end up in sorrow. You will end up in sorrow. That's not the covenant way. All these little things people overlook. All these tiny little things people overlook. You, are, you, are, you don't realize those things are the things that have gotten your life out of order. God's covenant cannot work because your life is out of order. And other things, other decisions people make. Other decisions people make. They think about it, they say, God, yeah, God, yeah, I'll ask God, but let me just look at the most important things first. Is there anything more important than what God says? Your health. Your health. What you do, the decisions you make, there's repercussion on your health. Whether you live long on this earth or not, whether you live healthy or not, there's repercussions. You have dominion over all realms. Satan has no right to afflict you. He has no right. Doesn't mean he won't try. He can try to put things on you. But what do you do? Every day, you stand. I know who I am. I'm born of God. I know who I am. It may be you. It may be your spouse. It may be your children. I know who I am. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. You go, you take your medication. You go, you sit, consult with doctor, get everything, whatever. Keep taking that. Keep doing. But you stand on the word of God. I know who I am. I'm born of God. I know who I am. Satan, you are a foreigner in my system. You cannot stay here. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you have to fall off. Sickness, you have to fall off. Sickness, you have to fall off. You are a stranger in my body. You are a foreigner in my body. You cannot stay here. The blood of Jesus runs through my veins. You cannot stay here. I don't care how you show up. I don't care what what realm you are operating in. You cannot stay here. I'm born of God. I know who I am. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the strengthened of the Lord. You enforce the covenant. You enforce the covenant. 
You can't afford to play games. The devil is so smart. The devil is so smart. He's so cunning. That family, I know you don't know, you, you don't understand why it means so much to me. In just the blink of an eyelid, in just the blink of an eyelid, life could be gone. Completely. And it's over. Those who are left will pick up the pieces. Satan is so cunning. He's looking for openings everywhere. Openings. But we are born of God. We are born of God. There's no opening, Satan. We are born of God. There's no room for you. We are born of God. Our covenant is firm with God. Our covenant stands strong with God. There's no room. There's no room. This is very serious. I cannot explain to you why is this serious. It's very serious. I'm telling you it's very serious. Go ahead, lift up your hands. Thank God, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Hallelujah, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Hallelujah, I'm born of God. Hallelujah, I'm born of God. I'm born of God, I'm made in His image. I think like God, I act like God. I follow God's footsteps. In the name of Jesus, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Oh, we give you praise today. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen.